You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. All right, everybody, strap yourselves in because this introduction is going to be all about some events. First of all, of course, I have to say, Process Palooza is just around the bend. Seriously, like next month, coming real fast. I hope it's on your calendars. And more importantly, I can say that it will be featuring Chancellor Kosla himself. Of course, Process Palooza is a celebration of continuous improvement, which is at the heart of UC San Diego's strategic plan. So make sure, if you haven't already, to head to the website processpalooza.ucsd.edu to register and secure your spot. It is free for all UC San Diego staff. And I must say, it takes a cast of thousands, well, at least a couple dozen, hopefully more, to host this event. What I'm saying here is volunteer help is needed. We need help with planning, registration, room setup, and more. Whether you join today to help with the planning process or just want to pitch in for an hour or two on the ground during the event itself, all volunteers will receive a limited edition Process Palooza t-shirt and a gift bag. You can sign up today at that same home base at processpalooza.ucsd.edu. Just click the Get Involved link in the sidebar. And though I'm not involved with this one, planning is well underway for UC Tech 2023. It's being held at UC Berkeley as well as online. The theme for this year's conference is a very alliterative, resilient, rising, and re-inspired. Proposals for session presentations are now being accepted. You can submit your proposal by February 20th to be considered for selection. More information about UC Tech and the proposal submission process can be found at uctech.berkeley.edu. And I, for one, am looking forward to seeing what UC San Diego presentations will be on the ground at that event. And that's all the updates for this week. Now over to Todd Anderson, who caught up with Kenny Lee. Hello, podcast world. Todd Anderson, communications specialist here at the mic. Today, I am joined by my friend Kenny Lee. Kenny, welcome back to the pod. Hey, good morning, Todd. Thanks for having me back. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Kenny, uh, can you tell us how long you've been with the university and, and what your role is? So I've been with the university, I think, for uh, 11 years now as a, as a career staff, but um, wow. I was a student here before. Yeah, so good uh, good chunk of time. I think uh, at this point, 15 years if you include my uh, student years. Wow. And were yeah. you intending on uh, sticking with the university or is that just kind of a happenstance situation? Yeah, exactly. Just just sort of happened. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I went over this in my um, uh, the article that you wrote about me last time, actually. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Very flattering. Thank um, you for the plug. Go read the yeah. article. Check out the current, everybody. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so kind of, kind of in the same vein, um, you know, I wasn't really sure exactly where I was going to take my career, but ended up uh, landing that job and just kind of continue on from there. Awesome. And so uh, what is your role or roles with ITS? So currently, I am a, a business systems analyst for the ServiceNow team. So um, in particular, I am the uh, platform owner for the asset management um, application, 
in ServiceNow. Um, so that means anything that has to do with the asset database, um, the processes that affect um, yeah, the data in there, um, things of that sort. Uh, I am the go-to person, and I also help um, other managers that may need to use the system to track their stuff. Um, I, I help get their stuff into the system and provide guidance throughout that process. Cool, cool. And so you've been working remotely, correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. And how's that going? I know that Central California has had some crazy weather over these past few months. How are you hanging in there with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The weather's been pretty um, interesting, I guess you could say. Um, a tornado touchdown a couple of weeks ago, actually, That's about 50 miles. Yeah, in California, of all places, right? Um, apparently, a barn got picked up and, and tossed over a fence. Um, so that was pretty insane. <laughs> um, you know, it was a little. And stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it got pretty bad. It was raining, um, I think, for at least two to three days straight. And uh, luckily, there was not too much flooding in my area. That's good. Um, but yeah, a lot of the parking lots that you know, if, when we drove past them here, uh, out here in Modesto, um, a lot of them were flooded pretty deep. Um, so yeah, it got to the got to the brink a couple yeah. of months. Jeez. Well, I'm glad you made it through that. No, I appreciate right. it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So going back to uh, hardware asset management, can you give us a little uh, deeper idea of what that entails? Like, what type of hardware are we talking about? Who are your customers? Sure. So, the the topic of asset management is pretty broad, and it covers a lot of a lot of stuff that we do as an organization. So, in particular, it's just um, hardware asset management is how we how we manage our hardware. How do we track the data around it? How do we track where stuff is? Mm -hmm. um, and so we're starting off with uh, looking at uh, desktop hardware. So okay. computers, docs, monitors, things like that. Um, and we're looking to move into stuff like servers and uh, software in the future. Um, so right now, um, we're primarily focusing on the desktop hardware side of things. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, computers, laptops, uh, docs. Okay. Cool. And so like, is the customer base the whole campus? Um, what what extent does it go to? Yeah, most of campus, uh, mostly on the staff side. Um, okay. Everybody that's covered by our field support teams, uh, basically. Um, so everybody under uh, Parrish's purview. Okay. And then I was looking at some of the, the stats you were giving me earlier about this. Uh, nearly $1.8 million in assets managed since uh, April. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Wow, that's incredible. And then 500,000 in assets purchased during the new hardware order form and our partnership with the bookstore. So what uh, what is the partnership with the bookstore and kind of like what's the intent for that partnership? Mm -hmm. So we started talking with the bookstore last year to figure out how we could uh, partner with them to uh, streamline our operations a little bit. Um, historically, we would buy stuff from a couple of different sources, bookstore mm -hmm. being one of them. You know, we might buy stuff from Dell, we might buy stuff from CDW or some other uh, vendor out there. And then we might even store it for a while before we actually give it out to one of our customers. Mm -hmm. um, so we're streamlining our, or we did streamline our operations a little bit by uh, working directly with the bookstore. Um, and then the uh, the bookstore actually does all of our hardware sourcing for us now. So we just wow. send them requests. Uh, yeah. Uh, so for most of our Mac orders, um, actually, actually all of our Mac orders, uh, and uh, most of our PC orders are going through the bookstore now. Um, so that way, uh, our campus has a much better uh, negotiation position um, oh. from the perspective of working with like an outside vendor. So. Mm -hmm. 
the bookstore actually does all the purchasing for uh, health IT as well. So uh, with the combined purchasing power of both of our organizations, we're hoping that uh, we should be able to negotiate some uh, better pricing in the future and also uh, make things easier on, on our teams. Uh, we no longer have to do like warehousing. We don't have to you know, keep a physical space for storing hardware. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so it should be better for everybody all around. Awesome. So, so looking forward, what does the future hold for you know hardware asset management? Like, what are what are the next steps y'all are going to be taking throughout twenty twenty three? Yeah. So we're almost done. Um, you know, basically, you know, wrapping up that project. Uh, we're just waiting on uh, one more component. Uh, we're going to integrate the data from our management systems, uh, mm -hmm. so we can see uh, you know the current status of our PCs and our Macs. Uh, we want to get that data into the system as well. So once we get that integrated, uh, we should be able to run reports off of this database and should give us a lot of valuable info. Um, should help us plan like replacement cycles. Uh, it'll help us do like proactive work, uh, solving issues proactively. All awesome. That sounds great. And so uh, another project that you are working on outside of the asset management is called the ServiceNow Virtual Agent. What's that all about? So the virtual agent is essentially just a chatbot. Um, you know, if you go to any uh, any website where there's like a support component, you know, you click the little button where it says uh, talk to a uh, uh, talk to an agent or talk mm -hmm. to a a representative, and a little you know box pops up, and you get a little a little chat window. Um, so basically, a virtual agent uh, and agent chat are um, kind of two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Um, you can, you know, have an actual uh, real life person like talk to a customer through that. So let's say someone is on the uh, ServiceNow portal and they open up the agent chat. Um, that'll give them functionality to be able to talk to one of our service desk agents uh, okay. over text if needed. Yeah, without having to install any applications or anything like that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's one part of it. Uh, the second part that I'm uh, more focused on is mm -hmm. the um, the conversational piece where we're going to be building um, basically some. Uh, like chatbot operations uh -huh. um, where people can just select stuff from a menu of different topics and and hopefully we'll be able to answer uh, most of the questions up front uh, you know whether it's providing information from the knowledge base or maybe doing some basic diagnostics um, we're hoping that the chatbot should be able to take care of that so that the service desk doesn't have to um, awesome. hopefully save those folks some time yeah, so exactly. So it's it's more about streamlining like the resolution of like common questions and problems and opening up more time for the service desk workers to uh, have, you know, extra support and space and time for complex issues, kind of to, re to relieve some of the stress on, on the service desk workers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's our goal. Uh, and hopefully by uh, relieving some of the um, the stress in the service desk, that'll uh, help streamline some operations for the rest of the org as well, too. Um, you know, tickets should go by faster, should be mm -hmm. routed faster. Um, and, and also, um, it's not limited to just the service desk. Cool. So like any any other managers that might want to use this uh, for their service or their application, um, you know, we could set up a conversation for them as well. Uh, we cool. just need to have a, have a chat about what kind of common questions they get, uh, common resolution paths, things like that. And then we can start brainstorming about um, how we could build that virtual conversation out. Awesome. And that's something like if you go down a pathway, say, using this kind of virtual system and you get to a point where you know you're set 
responses or, or knowledge base kind of reaches its limits, mm-hmm. can you escalate that to a uh, physical service desk worker to kind of help you from that point onwards? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so at all times, uh, you can click a button that'll escalate you to a virtual agent, uh, and that'll connect uh, you with a service desk technician that you know will have a conversation with you and, and figure out what's wrong. Uh, and uh, we're hoping to build it out so that uh, that person should have the chat history and kind of okay. see all the different topics that were talked about already. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. So they can jump in and not, you know, the customer doesn't have to run down everything they've <laughs> they've typed through mm-hmm. or talked mm-hmm. about. That's super helpful. Exactly. Uh, so, so beyond that type of stuff, you uh, personally or your team, like what's on the horizon for 2023 and beyond? Are there any other uh, big projects uh, coming after this or in, uh, corresponding with, um, you know, either of the, the two facets that you've talked about? Um, yeah, I think on the near horizon, we're going to be working with Gino. Uh, so Gino Benetti, who mm-hmm. runs the change management uh, change management process, uh, we're going to be working with him in the near future to get uh, server assets into the system for okay. asset management. Got it. Um, okay. So that way we'll get like physical stuff in there. Uh, and also we want to look at uh, applications to get those in the system as well. Mm. Uh, and then linking those servers to applications so we can um, you know, have a better idea of what's happening if something goes down. Uh, do better uh, better projections uh, better incident response that kind of thing Ooh, awesome all right so just to wind all of this down how about some fun stuff get to know you a little bit more personally <laughs> uh i know you're into photography because i follow you on instagram and uh i heard that you recently took a trip to big sur and and the surrounding areas now i love big sur i think it's a super magical place i would imagine that's an amazing place to take photos did you stay there or camp there or what was that trip all about yeah thanks for asking todd um yeah i went to big sur recently with uh with my wife uh, we recently moved um you know, moved up back up to the northern part of california so we're trying to rediscover stuff in the area um, so we stayed in Monterey, and we took a road trip down to Big Sur the first day. Um, second day, we hung around and um, in Point Lobos uh, State Park, and uh, you know did a little walking around town. And uh, third day, uh, we kind of just stayed in and we went to the aquarium. And um, yeah, it was I've a lot of fun. Never been to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. As oh, long man. as I lived in Northern California, very near where uh, where you're living currently, I've still never been there. Oh, you have to go at least once. It's great. Yeah, I know. It's a world-renowned place, and I lived probably an hour away from it and still never went. Mm-hmm. Um, so with photography, are you, are you doing digital photography or film photography? And, uh, you know, are you deep into the editing process or the printing process? Like, what's your involvement with it? Yeah, I want to get something printed out big this year. Um, yeah. I've been, I think, taking things a little bit more seriously this year or past mm-hmm. couple months. Um, I have been trying to you know, post stuff online more. I, I think the idea of sharing uh, art online is still pretty new to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting being able to just put something out there and kind of, kind of let it go. Um, but yeah, I want to get something printed physically, something large this year. Um, I've been doing a lot of editing, trying to get like colors looking right, and uh, I. I, uh, I only shoot film. I've been mm-hmm. trying to, you know, do more. Um, originally, it was just uh, I wanted to shoot film so that I could learn photography, like the yeah. way that you know uh, people before us did, like mm-hmm. my grandfather and, and people like that. 
um, and just kind of stuck with it. And I just kind of like the enjoy the process. Um, I do have a digital camera now, but um, I don't find it as enjoyable yet to shoot with it. Yeah. Um, but maybe I will eventually once I do more. But um, it's just fun, you know. It's just fun seeing the pictures come out like you know a week later or a couple or a couple of weeks later after you kind of yeah. developed and scanned, and it just um, it it feels different, you know. It just feels a little bit different than getting it straight out of the camera. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I I took a you know film photography way back in the day in high school. And I, I love the physicality of the process. And mm -hmm. also that, you know, you've got that roll of film and you're using all your knowledge and your best judgment, you know, on the aperture and, you know, shutter speed and stuff like that. And you think you could be taking these great photos and then you finally develop them. And none of them are exposed, <laughs> you know, but I mean, like that's, that's the, you know, the reward of it, it is a process. Mm -hmm. and I think mm -hmm. there's something to, you know, the lack of immediacy of it that makes you think a little more deeply, uh, you know, about the process. Uh, yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, I know yeah, you fit it directly. Yeah. yeah, I know we've talked about going out someday. I still am going to hold you to that. I just need to get on my game. <laughs> Oh, no, definitely. Yeah, I got to go out to Arizona and pay you a visit sometime, you know, oh, yeah, now that we're so of, far away. <laughs> uh -huh, lots of cacti to take photos of. So is there, is there anything fun or, you know, monumental that you personally or you and your wife are looking forward to in 2023? Uh, yeah, so I actually just worked with my parents to book a trip to Japan this fall. Wow. Um, and we haven't been, see, so yeah, I went to Japan once when I was a little kid. Um, well, not so little, I think I was maybe 12 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, not quite at the age to fully enjoy the experience and it was just for a couple of days. So, sure. um, my dad just retired, my mom retired, uh, last year. So, uh, this is our kind of our first family trip again. Um, so yeah, it should be, should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be hitting up Tokyo, uh, Kyoto, I think Osaka, um, spend some time in the mountains maybe. Wow. Um, so yeah long two-week trip it's gonna be great that sounds so awesome all right well kenny thank you so much for coming on it was a pleasure having you on the pod again my final word here is go dubs uh <laughs> both kenny and I are <laughs> warriors fans and have experienced the highs and lows of that so always got to throw that in there i don't know if an its pod has uh had a dubs mention at this point but yeah let's, let's plant the flag for sure <laughs> this is certainly the one where we're gonna do it kenny thanks so much uh good talking to you thank you todd it's always a good time i sure hope you're enjoying this podcast remember to let your fellow it services staff members know that this podcast exists get everyone to subscribe on itunes stitcher or wherever you can get your podcasts this podcast is a collaborative effort and we want to hear from you if you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.